Welcome to the Law of Love podcast, where we discuss spirituality, personal development, energetics, and so much more. My name is Andrea Alejandre, and I'm here to amplify love and assist you in your self-healing journey. I'm glad our souls meet again. Hey everyone, my name is Andrea Alejandre. I'm so excited to be here. I'm stoked. Uh, we're sitting on Shelby's on Shel- on Shelby's furniture. <laughs> we're in Shelby's kitchen, and we're just gonna like have the best conversation ever, talking about all of the good, good. You guys ready for this juicy, juicy episode? <laughs> She's not. Shelby's not ready. Yeah. Um. I am a newbie to the podcast game. I mean, so. to be honest, like, so, like, a thousand percent, like, I'm just faking it till I make it, bro. It's working, though. And we're recording, and it's a beautiful day in Sedona. We have views of the Red Rocks. Yeah. Um, just to set the scene a yeah. little bit. Yeah, the birds are chirping, the sun is out. Yeah. It smells good in here. There's, mm. like, sage going. Great. All the good stuff. Yeah. Dude, should we just, like, start off with Sedona? Like, how did you get here? Like, what, what are you doing here? Yeah, and also we should talk about how we met. Oh, yeah. How did we meet? How did we meet? We met through the gram. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was I was stalking your page because I was like, she is so cool. <laughs> I love her. She's on fire. And then you posted something about being in Sedona, and I was like, girl, yes. I have no friends. Yeah, I was no same. Here. Same though. Same. I literally I texted my partner. I was like, I, I think I met a friend who <laughs> feels really aligned to me. <laughs> I remember I was at the hot tub with my husband, and I was like, um, d- like, is this weird? Like. <laughs> I'm just gonna like like let her know like hey can we be friends? Yeah, you I have to like, slide in. Yeah, sliding into the DM. <laughs> it was like the OG like you remember being at the park and you know meeting some cute girl and being like do you want to be friends? Yeah, I love your shirt. I love your shirt. Like literally, let's be friends. yeah. Love your grin. I love let's your aura. Let's be friends. <laughs> oh, th- ooh, that's like the spiritual like updated. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um. Okay, so tell me how you moved to Sedona. I yeah. know, know the story, but yeah, I don't think I don't think I've really told it. Um. So I. Moved here six months ago. Um, really? Six months? Yeah. No. Five. Oh, okay. Five. Coming up on six. Yeah. I'm from the East Coast. I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> I tell people here that I'm from New York because it's just easier and less judgment. Um, but yeah, I visited Sedona, I think like three years ago with my boyfriend at the time. And I was at the time working in a corporate job that I really hated and it was very soul sucking. Hadn't dealt with like any of my shit. So I was sort of like living someone else's life. So when I visited Sedona, I was like, I want to live here, but I didn't have the guts to like do it myself or like make any moves toward it. And the relationship was pretty unaligned. But I remember literally begging him. I'm like, please get a job in Sedona. (laughs) And so I remember literally like looking at jobs like for him because I thought that I, like, literally didn't have permission to, like, live my own life. Yeah. Um, and I literally thought the only way that I could move was with a partner. That's just so untrue. But I did just feel the call. I was like, fuck, I want to live here. Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy because, as you know, and my listeners know, but not your listeners, I travel full time and one of the places that I, like, never expected to be in was, quote unquote, like, the south. Like, mm. I was like, not my vibe, don't want to be in the desert, love mm-hmm. the mountains. And I had so many signs from, like, being in Montana to like move and get ready to go and I was like where am I go- like where am I going like I know that I'm moving but where yeah. am I moving to mm-hmm. I just had sign after sign of like you have to go to Sedona like mm-hmm. you have to go to Sedona mm-hmm. but okay let's have the let's have this like real honest conversation were you disappointed when you got here mm. are you disappointed now mm. I am not at all disappointed with the energy and the terrain and my apartment and meeting my partner. Who's great. Who's great. Sounds great. And um, just meeting a few aligned people. But I I will say, like, I had this big expectation of, like, meeting, like, a, a huge community of people and that it would happen the second I got here. Yeah. So I wouldn't say, like, disappointed, but I would say that the scene is much different than I thought. And I thought that I would vibe harder faster with like more people oh no to be honest i like expected like a community like a like a group that was like waiting for me like i was like we're gonna be by the the campfire every fucking night (laughs) yeah no that's legit what i was expecting and it is available though like very very hefty price yes for for free (laughs) no not for free of course 
it's a uh, definitely commercialized. Yeah, like there's there's so there's so much going on. Yeah. But I find that I don't feel called to like go to many things. So I'm trying to to, to see whether it's like I'm like sort of in this like monk mode period where I'm just, you know, you're in it. You're in my little cottage like yeah. in the mountain. Like this is like this is kind of like what where I'm content and I'm like doing like all this inner work, but like yeah, there's there's a part of me that's like I feel like I don't feel called because a lot of it doesn't feel aligned. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I showed up and I was like, what the? F like, why are there so many tour? Like, why are there so many people? Yeah. There's like a fucking earthbound. Like, I didn't. I love earthbound. Not gonna lie. But then like also just that level of like, it's so heavily commercialized. Um, everything is you know nothing is like a community thing. Everything is oh you can come to this one thing that feels like community, but you have to you have to pay a specific price. Like there's not mm -hmm. just you know, here's this community that you can join where we're just here to help and empower one another, which is really what I was looking for. And mm. I kept thinking that I'm going to show up and everyone's going to be barefoot and like smoking weed and literally mm. drum circles. And we're just all going to have a jolly old time. Mm. And I was disappointed, but mm. also I think that you're right. Like the energy here is so powerful and mm -hmm. so beautiful that regardless of whether or not you're in those spaces, there's so much healing that can be yes. done. And you're like constantly being pulled to do. And mm. that's just the energy of this area in this space and the nature is beautiful like it's so different from literally anything else that I've seen yeah. and the red rocks like especially in the evening with like the sunset and stuff mm -hmm. I'm like ah yeah but yeah. I think that there's good and bad just like every other place I totally just was expecting I personally was expecting something different yeah what were you expecting like it's more of a community yeah I think more community yeah. based um I I realize that a lot of the people that I'm talking to are actually tourists. Yes. So I don't tend to know a lot of people that are, like, from here, mm -hmm. other than you, because um, I was stalking your Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know, in general, some of the people that I've met that are from here are super um, inauthentic. Hmm. And it feels inauthentic in my energy field if I'm picking it up and I'm like, ooh, I don't vibe with this person or I don't vibe with their energy, mm -hmm. then I, I, just like you said, don't feel called to hang out or, you know, visit and do this stuff that just doesn't feel like it's getting me anywhere other than yeah. a show of ego of like, look how spiritual I am. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And I think that before I came, I was like, oh, these, these, it's so awesome that like Reiki is mainstream and shamanism is everywhere and plant medicine is everywhere. And like, I was like, psychic, being psychic is just the norm. Everyone here is psychic, you know, like. At first I was like, it's awesome that like every single person is owning their spiritual gifts, <clears throat> but there is this like shadowy piece where I think that, you know, I've, I've heard stories and like witnessed, like it can be, it can be dangerous to be in a place that's like so oversaturated with so many people who are working through all of their shit, but also like claiming to be gurus a lot, of, a lot of it. There's yeah. a lot of guruism here. Yeah, I think that there's kind of overlaps where there's so much guruism. I'm not sure if that's a word. I don't, I don't I'm know. I'm running with it. It kind of works. It works. It totally works. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's like everywhere. Everyone's kind of claiming to be a guru. Mm -hmm. And I think what we're really seeing now is this return to individual, like, like deal with your shit. Like, we're here to help you. We're here mm -hmm. to support you. Mm -hmm. Here are the guidelines. <laughs> Here's how I can assist you. But yeah. I'm not... I'm not perfect. I'm not God. I'm mm -hmm. not like, I'm not at Christ consciousness mm -hmm. yet. Yeah. Yet. So I yeah. think the more we empower other people, the more that we can get rid of this like guru mentality. But there is a thing about here where so many people are like, this is how you reach, you know, happiness or yeah. like eternal bliss and eternal joy. Yes. And there's so much spiritual bypass yes. that comes not just from the like lessons that they're teaching, but then also like the work that they clearly have themselves have not done yes and i think that it's as as the consumer i think that's where it's gonna have to come from of like intuitively like tuning into your body and being like who does this person feel aligned does their mm -hmm. message resonate are mm -hmm. they empowering me to do the work for myself or are they kind of like pay me money so that i can heal you which is never never gonna work like never mm -hmm. can you pay someone to do the work mm -hmm. for you mm -hmm. it's not how this it's not how this works Totally, totally. And it's like, for me, I've had experiences here where I have gone into interactions with a healer or a teacher or a reader who has like, you know, 
esteem or like prestige. And I find myself, I have in the beginning, I, ha I had found myself like questioning my own intuition and like, does this person like know better than me? What's best for me? And it's like, no, no. Anyone who is directing you away from your intuition and your inner knowing and your connection to source and your connection to all things and your inner knowing and your body's wisdom, yeah, then yeah. that's like a red fucking flag. Yeah. And that's everywhere here. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's everywhere. So you do energy healing. You also, so like, tell me what you do. Yeah. So I am a self-worth coach. That's what I'm going with these days. Um, I used to do health coaching, nutrition coaching, and it's just turning more into life coaching and self-worth coaching and al like aligning your entire life. So healing your relationship to your body, healing your coping mechanisms, healing your trauma, um, and living in alignment, living, living for yourself, which right. nobody is doing really. Um, so that's like what I'm really passionate about, um, with still a focus on like healing the relationship to the body. And you do energy healing? Like yeah. Reiki? Mm -hmm. okay. So I, I'm, I'm a Reiki master and also, um, I do somatic release breath work. Mm. So that's like on the healing end of things. Yeah. Um, those two mod modalities I work with, but yeah, like my whole message and the way that I work with clients is like, I am leading you back to your internal compass. And when I'm putting my healer hat on, I am, I call myself a healer and I'm fine with it because I'm a self healer. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I heal myself. I healed myself. I am healing myself. I will heal myself. And you can only hold space for people to the extent that you have met yourself and, and healed yourself. Yeah. So I call myself a healer, but it's not that I am healing you. It's like I have my spiritual gifts and I have my tools and my depth of experience and then I have the ability to hold the space yeah and then you heal yourself absolutely and that's so important that distinction absolutely I talk about massage all the time and how I love doing massage and I love doing body work mm -hmm. but I tell people every every massage when they're like oh my gosh that's amazing I feel so much better I'm mm -hmm. like dude I'm just the vessel like mm -hmm. my job is literally to just sit here and like hold space at the capacity that I have to hold space like sometimes I don't have it in me right but yeah I have the capacity in this specific time to hold space for you and your mm -hmm. body does the rest and it's the same so mm -hmm. I also do energy work and it's the same thing like I'm not healing you. I'm yes. not like this all powerful source and yeah. energy. Yeah. It's, it's source, it's the divine, it's God, yes. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I'm like letting myself be a vessel. And it's mm -hmm. the same way with, with massage. It's the same way with, you know, breath work. And that's why these are so powerful. These, mm -hmm. these modalities are so powerful because you are simply being that vessel to guide people to essentially hear themselves. Like breath work, mm -hmm. you can't sit there and breathe for someone. Like yeah. energy work, we can be the vessel to bring the energy and like help change it and transmute it. But essentially once you bring that energy in, mm -hmm. even if you're touching someone's head, but it's like, it needs to go to their heart. It needs to go to their yeah. kidney. It needs to go wherever it needs to go. Yeah. It'll do its thing. And mm -hmm. we're just here to like, kind of funnel it in or yes, whatever yeah and even massage exactly. like I tell people you know massage is great and it's fantastic but your body is meant to heal itself mm. and through like trauma and stress and mm. all these other things it forgets how and it it can't if you're like literally piling it on top of each other mm -hmm. but with massage the reason it works is because we quite literally maneuver the body to where it essentially is like oh yeah that's what I'm supposed to do like that's ah. right like that's how I can do this and yeah. it heals itself so mm. absolutely bringing it back to just like self-healing is the only way to mm -hmm. reach this like elevated consciousness as well as work through our own trauma work through our own healing in the capacity that we have to for ourselves as well as how we can hold that for other people totally totally i feel like in general we've just been taught to distrust our bodies and it's obviously very relevant to the time that we're in but i think that there's this idea that to be spiritual is to be out of the body and to be like up and out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's like your body is so fucking spiritual. Like getting back into the body and grounding down is the key to going up. Yeah. And, um, I work with a lot of healers and you know, our work is embodiment and that is the key to, um, really feeling connected. Yeah. Yeah. Embodying our practices and like, 
living through our practices is so important like actually doing all the stuff that we're learning instead of just constantly learning but then also absolutely like we're in this three-dimensional realm living our human experience and sometimes we want to forget that we're like in this human experience because shit gets hard like i get it it gets hard and so we try and like escape and sometimes i mean i've suffered with alcohol abuse drug abuse and so sometimes it comes in a form of like I'm going to get high and not have to think about this, but we can Mm. also look at almost like spirituality being a way of avoiding it and not having to be in our bodies and deal with the lessons that we literally came here to learn. Like we chose this human vessel. We chose this life. Like we chose the lessons we were going to learn. And now that we're here, we like forget that it's, it's like hard. Like it's hard work. Like I signed up for all this and now I'm like, oh damn, like, am I ready? Yeah. Absolutely. Being in your body is so extremely just like grounding and healing for Mm -hmm. all aspects of your life like even you know somatic I love breath work Mm. somatic breath work is so helpful for healing past traumas as well as like getting yourself through a lot of the shit that is going on in your head in your emotions I've found breath work to be so extremely helpful yeah can you go into some of like the um like science on breath work or just kind of like how it actually changes and literally like biohacks your nervous system. Yeah, yeah. So I think that the amazing thing about breath work is that it is an immediate it can be an an immediate way to show your nervous system that you are indeed safe in a situation where you don't feel safe. And most people are stuck in a dysregulated nervous system, either elevated Uh, in fight or flight, sympathetic, or in dorsal, Um, you know, we're walking around not really just generally regulated. So our nervous systems get stuck. And the breath is our body's, you know, built-in system for us to be able to show our bodies, because we can't just tell them that we're safe. You know, if you think about, if you're, I'm taking a course on conflict, so this just comes up for me, but when you're in conflict, say like with a friend or your parent or something and there's an emotional charge you know you feel a physio- physiological response in your body you feel maybe your palms sweat maybe your stomach hurts maybe you feel sick maybe you want to run maybe you want to fawn maybe you want to fight um or maybe you freeze and these are all physiological responses and it's your body not thinking that it's safe the breath, something as simple as sitting down and putting one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly, taking a deep breath in through your nose, and then extending the exhale, giving yourself like five breaths to do that, can immediately show your nervous system that you are indeed safe. Just like talking about breath work, I'm like, I know, like, can we breathe? (laughs) (sighs) This feels so good. It's literally addictive. It's like, yeah, this is this is like if you want a drug, like try breathing, yeah. like really breathing. So what's something tangible that we can like walk away with? So I love breath work. Mm. I love talking about all these things, but we were just talking about embodiment. So like, how can we embody this today? What's something that's quick, easy that we can take with us and like practice like someone who's listening to this right now can stop and do this? Yeah, yeah. I think a daily practice that anybody can do is just to become aware of their breath. I have a lot of clients that struggle with taking deep breaths for a variety of reasons and I used to literally like not be able to take a deep breath just because I was so stressed and I was so out of my body and I had so much trauma like literally in my body like I felt it like I wasn't able to take a deep breath so um what I start a lot of people with is just like native breath which is just becoming aware of how you're already breathing so it's literally just putting one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly And you just observe. You guys can't see us, but we're literally both doing it right now. Yeah, it's just like, where's your breath at today? Like, don't judge it. Not judging it. Just witness. Where is your breath? Are you breathing into your chest? Does it feel shallow? Are you breathing into your belly? And like, starting with the awareness, just like for a few minutes of like, what is my breath actually doing today? And then I think a good question to ask is, like, how can I create more space within myself? Mm, so good. How can I create more spaciousness? Yeah. And so just really an easy way to do that is just to take a few deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth slow. And really trying to breathe into your belly. I like to put my hand on my belly button and just 
the cue that I give is breathe all the way down here, all the way down here. Where's so, down here? For by your belly button. By your belly button. Okay. Yeah. So if you're inhaling through your nose, exhaling through the mouth and making a noise if you want. <sighs> and extending it and letting yourself. That was awesome. Yeah. I did not plan like Let's yet, do it so again. Great. Yeah. In through the nose. Do it with us. Yeah. Exhale. <sighs> yeah, it's vocal toning. Yeah. In through the nose. Out through the mouth. <sighs> I don't know about you guys, but I feel calmer already. Same. And it's immediate. So good. It's immediate. Best drug. That's why, yeah, like, I, I, I'm doing breath work in, like, every coaching session I do with clients because every single time you breathe, you are regulating your system. Yeah. And you're also, showing your body that it's safe. Breathing into your stomach is so powerful, yeah. like, on the energetic realm and the energetic centers. Mm. All of our trauma is stored in our stomach. Mm. And so working on people who have a lot of trauma, even, like, doing massage or Reiki, yes. and when I, you know, do shamanic journeying, the stomach holds so much energetic stagnation. Mm. And I touch people on their stomach when I'm, like, working on them, and I can just feel that there's so much there. Yes. And when they, because I also do breath work with people at the end, and when I have them breathe into their belly like that, mm -hmm. there's this, like, reminder of, like, when you, like, are having a deep crying session, and you're mm -hmm. like... <gasps> They, like, do that. And yeah. at that release, the next time they breathe in, it's different. It's better. Yes. It's deeper. And it's so beautiful. And just moving all of that around, you have such an energetic release on top of all of the physical benefits. It's like you're you're deep clearing your aura in, like, all of the spaces that don't typically get cleared out. Totally. Totally. And when people... Some people ask me, like, how often should I book a breathwork session? And it's, like, as often as... You know, somatic release breathwork is more intense, so, like not that often but like for doing breath work i think of it like state training it's just like you would go to meditate like states become traits so yeah. putting your nervous system in a relaxed parasympathetic state when you are living in fight or flight with your cortisol and adrenaline through the roof and dopamine through the roof like we are all the time usually I mean, I say we, but not me anymore. <laughs> I get it. It's really hard. Like, I'm, like, so serious, though. Like, you can change your nervous system, and I know that because I was literally walking today, and I was like, I'm not that stressed. Yeah. I can't really get myself there unless something really stressful happens. But right. I used to just, my default was just stress. Girl, same. So it's like every time you breathe and use your breath, you are training yourself to be in that state and to adopt that um, as a as a, as a characteristic. Like yeah. I am someone with a regulated nervous system. Love it. Yeah. yeah. And you know when you talk about like have you read that book Atomic Habits? Mm -hmm. So good. And he talks about you know you change your habits, you changed all of this stuff, but until you change your identity, it's not gonna stick. And mm -hmm. so it's changing your identity from I'm someone who's stressed out and yes. constantly like in my head and in the clouds. Yes. To I'm someone who's legit like unless something huge happens, I'm not living in flight or fight. That yes. is huge. Another thing I've really gained with breath work is like weight loss mm. so I guess I shouldn't say gained I should say loss another thing I lost is a bunch of weight because mm. I was regulating my nervous system not yes. constantly stressed out yes activating yes that um what is it the one in your like you know what I'm talking about I think it's called like the there's like oh the vagus nerve activating mm. the vagus nerve mm -hmm. and I heard it on one of I think it was like Mike Devine Mark Devine or something like that He's great. He's like a Navy SEAL. Anyways, oh, tangent. <laughs> um, he has a podcast and he was talking about breath work and mm -hmm. he had this like easy, quick, you know, five seconds in, five seconds out, five second exhale, five second hold. Mm -hmm. It was just box breathing. I like box and breathing. And I would do that all the time. Like mm -hmm. unbeknownst to me, what I was actually doing was starting mm -hmm. this regimen of breathing and like mm -hmm. teaching my body how to breathe again. Mm -hmm. I started dropping weight like crazy. Yes. I was eating healthy. I was working out. I was doing all the things, but my body just did not release and did not let go until I started relaxing, like literally letting myself relax. And my body was like, oh, we know what to do. We know exactly what's going on. So that was totally. a game changer. Totally. I, I, I want to talk about this more. It's like I've moved away from the nutrition coaching, but like so often we try to isolate body size and the way your body feels and the, the way your body looks 
to just like the calories you eat and it's so misguided it's so misguided like if your nervous system is dysregulated all the time and your hormones are a mess and you're trying to regulate with coping mechanisms smoking weed drinking or uh eating binging sugar or even like extreme workouts like i used to do totally hardcore hit workouts oh yeah i was like i swear i'm gaining more weight yep 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 it's like that is that is baseline like if somebody wants to lose weight okay how how's your nervous system how is the health of your nervous system how balanced are you and are you treating your body like gold like gold are you treating your body like a temple yeah and if like if you really check all the boxes like i was thinking about this today like are you like how's your pleasure how's your sex life how's your hormones how's your sleep how's your meditation how's your uh your spiritual connection or connection to something how's your community how's your service you feel like you're making an impact in your life how's your financial health um how are your coping mechanisms how's your unhealed trauma are you working through that how are your relationships um how's your intimacy with self and other like we could literally do a podcast episode on every single yeah. one of those are you guys keeping track but Keep that's accountable but there's that is what you know we all want you want weight loss go to that are yeah. you walking are you in nature are you practicing gratitude like all of these things are you creating are you listening to music are you dancing are you moving your hips like ha- have you dealt with your shame yeah have you dealt with your sexual shame right oh my gosh Sacred sexuality is so fucking powerful. Yeah, we should talk about it. So powerful. Okay, yes. let's dive deep into sexual sexual and sacred sexuality because honestly, there's so much stigma around yes. like, sexuality and being taboo, especially as females. Yeah. And and you you, you used to be Catholic or you were raised Catholic, right? Yeah, Same. I was raised super Catholic. Same. Um also, just, like, all around in general, like, it doesn't even matter if you're in a religion or not, just the expression of yourself and your body and how mm. stigmatized it is. Mm. Like, I went into a shamanic journey, and I, I've i suffered sexual experiences in the past that were really traumatic and, you know, definitely affected the way that I do sexuality. Mm. Um, not anymore, but they did for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so when I went into my shamanic journey, I was like, man, there's going to be a bunch of ties to this one specific person or this one specific instance. And in turn, there was actually a bunch of ties to a bunch of instances where I had been over-sexualized as a young girl or, you know, in situations where I wasn't trying to be sexual, but something that I did, maybe I wore a shirt that was, like, too tight. Just, like, small things that Mm. you shouldn't have to worry about when you're 12 and 13, Mm -hmm. and yet these grown men are Mm -hmm. sexualizing you, and then that makes you feel uncomfortable in your own body. So it really starts with, like, Mm. a lot of the subliminal stuff, and then it, it kind of goes into adulthood it goes into your partner and your relationship like there's so yeah yeah but the essence and the power that comes in sexual energy Mm -hmm. is so immense like literally it is the creation of life if you want to fucking manifest something have an amazing orgasm and like connect with your sacral and yeah oh my gosh work with your yoni yes um And that, like, it's so powerful. So, of course, like, the entities or the forces that be are going to try and mess with this because this is how we keep people, you know, tied down. This is how we control them. This is how we don't let them express themselves to their full authenticity. It's cutting off all of these really just, like, it's part of our nature. It is innately who we are as humans, as mammals, as so much more than just, you know, people that are meant to work a nine to five Mm. and occasionally have a good a good sex a good orgasm a good you know sexual experience like it's Mm -hmm. so bizarre and also all the darkness that has been Mm -hmm. kind of like interwoven into sacred sexuality like there's nothing that should be taboo about sacred sexuality but because there's so much darkness around it and there's so much negative energy like I mean, I don't so know much how, shadow. Yeah, I don't know how much. I don't know how deep you want to go here, but the reality let's is, let's go. Let's go yeah, there. Yeah, let's go there. All of this stuff that happened with you know Epstein, like the reason that the innocence of these beautiful creatures was taken, and the the reason that they were doing sexual acts is because that is the ultimate f- form of power and control. Like mm. to take someone's sacredness, their and not that like if you're not a virgin, you're not sacred. It's just the essence of sexuality, mm-hmm. the the power that it holds to have you know, literally this essence, this power, this, mm-hmm. there's so much energy there. And to have that taken away from you, especially at such a young age, 
Mm-hmm. They are quite literally feeding from these babies. They're feeding from children. They're feeding from mm-hmm. the people that they're sexually abusing. And all of this, I mean, I don't I don't know all of it. Obviously, I wasn't there. But it sounds like there's so much interwoven darkness that mm-hmm. it's like, this is how you control one another, is putting yourself in a situation that, oh, God, if anyone found out, or, oh, God, you know, if things got out of this manner. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much darkness around sexuality, and mm-hmm. I think that just like everything, it's kind of been taken from like a beautiful, what could have been and should have been beautiful and turned into such a dark and honestly like demonic, like I have no other way to say it other than like demonic. Like everything that Epstein was doing was very much had entity attachments, had all sorts of darkness and Mm -hmm. control and power and disgustingness all over it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's when things like that are like, the manifest of the collective shadow around around sexuality like yeah what do we do about that you deal with your own sexual shame and your own sexual parts and getting in touch with your own sexuality and the way that you have been conditioned to think about sexuality and think about women who lose their virginity as losing their purity and being dirty and looking at your judgments of people who are expressing themselves sexually and looking at the way that you allow your guy friends to talk about sex and women. Yeah. Um, like, you look at your own life, you know? Like, if we're looking at, at everything as a mirror, like, we don't know what to do with sexual energy as a collective, so we just decided to put it away, and it's bad, and it's dirty, and uh, it's, like, okay for marriage, kind of, but, like, it shouldn't be pleasurable. Like, <laughs> it's just, like, fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. And... And it's like, you put it away, it's hidden in the closet, but now we're not talking about it when it's good or bad. Yes. Like, when we should be talking about it, yeah. it's not being brought up. Yep. And it's it's honestly kind of frightening that this is happening and we can't discuss with an open, like, a candid conversations, yeah. which, I mean, we, I don't feel like we're having candid conversations in general as, like, a, a human, like, mm-hmm. race. Like, mm-hmm. we should be having much more depth to our conversations but there's so much anger and resentment in there that it's like we can't we can't actually talk about it yes and even you know with my own sexual trauma it affected so much of my life because again it's that power it's that control it's that Mm -hmm. soul essence that was taken from from someone it affects every aspect and so Mm -hmm. we can't have conversations about one thing without really looking at the whole picture Mm -hmm. and the energetics behind it all yeah yeah in my in my breathwork training he that my my teacher Stephen Jaggers said, and which my other my other teacher and spiritual guide always says, it's like you can't interact with a human without you know being in and swimming in sexual trauma. Like yeah, all of us have had probably probably experiences that weren't you know. Have you ever had a sexual encounter or been sexualized or had someone say something to you that made you feel bad? Like, we all have had difficult experiences around sexuality. Yeah. Um, and sex. Yeah. I used to feel strange about speaking about sex because, like, my coworkers and my parents. And it's like, no, actually, the way through is to normalize this very normal part of life and to talk about it. And to be, um, you know, an educated, respected person. And, like, I am a very sexual being. And I love kink. Yeah. And it has been very healing for me. And we all deserve pleasure and orgasms. Like, it is our birthright. Yeah. So, like, we need to just normalize it. We also, need... you want to talk about, like, normalizing and regulating your nervous system? Go have an orgasm. Yeah, like... literally. Literally. <laughs> and it's, like... Most people don't have the sex life that they desire. Yeah. Is what I've found in working with clients. And, like, it's very, very relevant to your health, you know? And if you don't feel connected to your body and you don't feel connected to your breath and you're dysregulated and you're not intimate with yourself and vulnerable with yourself, then how can you expect that in the bedroom? How can you expect, you know, like, an amazing sex life and, like, so much pleasure and to be truly intimate and seen with someone? Yeah. If you don't feel comfortable and at home in your own system. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And like, I, I keep bringing you back to like the energy because that's my, that's my jam. I love it. But yeah. energetically also just when you do have these connections, when you do have, you know, sexual intercourse and it's so pleasurable and it's so beautiful, that connection between you and your partner, that exchange mm. is so deep. And I'm going to say like my sex life since I've become more spiritual and worked on myself so much 
better, like yes. so much better. Yes. Because I know myself. <laughs> yeah. And more than just my body. And I love my body, but I know myself in like such a deep soul level. Mm. And I will literally ask Michael, my partner, I'll be like, is it okay if I like make this a whole ritual and like I yes. you know, manifest X, Y, and Z yes. out of this orgasm? Totally. Um, I think he's just like happy to get down and get you know get dirty. But sex he's, like, is magic. Sex is legit magic, and it's, it's a portal. It can be dark magic, and it can be beautiful, like creative magic. But mm-hmm. if we think about it, you know, we come from sex. We come from sexual energy. We mm-hmm. come from this creation mm-hmm. of euphoria, and then you know all of these beautiful things that can come together and create life in so many different ways. And I think it also goes. We can talk about the law of polarity in depth later on, but the law of polarity, that negative and the positive, the male and the female, that comes together. And I think that embracing the shadow of something as well as the light will really create this magic to Mm -hmm. be like, here's how we can create this whole, here's how we can create this manifestation. Here's how we can create healing, embracing both the dark and the light. Like it's not just all feminine and it's not just all masculine. This is how, how we work, how humans work, how, you know, things work is looking at both sides and bringing them together. Totally. And it's like, it's like what you said, like the abuse of power, that's such a dark, that's such a dark part of sexuality in our culture and it's, you know, abuse in our culture and the light side of that, or like the reclamation is like the sex positive kink community who has like taken BDSM and like, it's all about consent. It's all about reclamation of power. It's literally like the most empowering thing when done correctly. And that is, is a real, you know, that's something that a lot of people don't, wouldn't think of as being healing, but it's like, that's a, that's like a light spin on the power dynamic because it's all about consent and it's all about exactly what you want. It's all about your pleasure. Yeah. And empowering ourselves and Mm -hmm. empowering other people. I think that I have received the most like sex shame, not even from the Catholic church or from other males, as much as from other women, Mm -hmm. like the witch wound, the sister wound, the wound around other females has been so potent Mm -hmm. as sexuality immerses from this like taboo we don't talk about it to like women stepping into their sexual essence and their sexual power. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. There was a time where I wasn't comfortable with my sexuality and I would see someone else being comfortable. And it was like triggering Same. for me. I was just about to call myself on that a hundred percent. I used to see videos. There was like the big trend of like dancing on Instagram, which is like, I kind of do sometimes, but like sexual, like good dancing. Yeah. Um, I don't do that because I'm just not there yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do sometimes. Like, I'm not a good dancer, but it's, like, fun. Um, but I used to be so triggered. And I, I read something once, and it was, like, if you see a woman who is empowered in her sexuality um, and you're making a judgment of her, that has nothing to do with her. Yeah. That is a beautiful mirror for you to be, like, I have rejected this piece of myself. This is about me. Yeah. Like, this is about me. Yeah. I think about... I think about that so often. Like, anytime you are judging another woman for being comfortable in their sexuality, like, that is just a judgment of your own sexuality. And we need to stop doing that. And where your shadow is, like, I think it's so beautiful to get triggered because I'm like, ooh, I'm bringing light to all of these parts of myself where I'm not going to just look at myself. I mean, maybe some people can't, but I have a hard time looking at myself and being like, where are my flaws or where am I having struggle, like a struggle between, you know, I'm doing good, but I could work on blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And seeing other people and being like, ooh, that triggers me. Gives me the perfect opportunity to dive deep and be like, okay, Andrea, why does this trigger you? Like, what is it bringing up for you that you weren't allowed or you're not accepting in yourself? Like, what part of X, Y, and Z is showing up in your shadow that you can bring to that light and embrace it? Because when we fucking embrace our Mm -hmm. shadows, we become so magnetic. Mm -hmm. We become so lovely and light and not like everything is love and light, just more of like, we accept ourselves. Integrated. Yeah, and when it comes up, you're like, it doesn't phase me. It's mm-hmm. it's not going to bother me anymore. There's yeah. this, um, she also has a podcast, and she's on Instagram. I think her name is, like, Taylor Simpson or something like that. And she posts oh, yeah. a lot of, like, beautiful pictures and videos about her and her sexuality. And she's, mm-hmm. like, very fierce. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, 
I was so triggered by her, but yeah. I would not unfollow her because I was like, every time she comes up and I feel a trigger, it gives me the perfect opportunity to dive deep and be like, what is happening here? Totally. And I get that it's hard. Like, Half it's of not my easy. feed is like people like that. Like, okay, that's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I want to be that. I want to yes. be able to like dance. I mean, she's like naked in front of the camera. She doesn't show anything, but she's like so embodied in her mm-hmm. sexuality and bringing this divine feminine and yeah. like just really showing up as a goddess. And I'm so triggered. I'm like, yeah, or not now so much, but like I was so triggered. Yeah. And until I dove deep and I was like, oh, I haven't given per- like myself permission to show up that way and yeah. be that like boss ass bitch that's like, yes, I'm super hot and I will stand in the mirror yeah. naked and like just look at myself and love myself. Mm-hmm. Once I do that, though, I see her and I'm like finger snaps yep. and like clapping all the way yeah. because I think that that's so beautiful and maybe not everyone wants to be at that level like maybe we don't all have to post naked pictures if that's not your thing but we don't also have to <laughs> no like, we all have to actually I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> don't have to tell me twice but like if you if you want to and that's totally. your thing do it and if it's not there's no need for us to be sitting here and like sex shaming and like kink shaming other people yep. for or not and none of this is really kink and shame or like kink and sex it's much more about accepting your body body and accepting other people and expressing their own sexuality totally totally and that is like the personal responsibility of like taking our taking our triggers and our shadows um as our you know divine responsibility to integrate it's like we all want to heal the world like we need to heal our shadows it's us it's like self-healing yeah we're all so quick to judge everyone else and it's like when you start doing shadow work you become a fucking lot less judgmental. Like, if you're really doing shadow work... Yeah. Like, if you if you see a healer and you want to know if they're embodied, like, look to see if they're um, judging someone, if they're shaming someone, if they are blaming other people for their experience. Yeah. Like, that's not being an in integrity, you know? Once you really start looking at your shadow, it's like, oh, I have that too. Yeah. So, yeah. like how do we heal the sexual, you know, state of the world? It's like we heal our own sexuality. Oh my gosh, that's so perfect. It's like speaking of, you know, integrity and living in integrity, there's a like spiritual term of like love and light and toxic positivity, like always being in this like positive state. And I think that we can't actually reach this level of happiness and joy and fulfillment again until we have gone through and looked at all of our shadow selves and yes. been like, this is what comes up for me. Like, X, Y, and Z is part of my shadow. And be to be able to integrate that into my life, it doesn't mm-hmm. always have to be super positive mm-hmm. and super upbeat and super, like, presentable because oh, it's yeah. just part of our humanity to be to be both. Again, that, like, law of polarity. To be yeah. feminine and masculine. The positive and the negative. Mm-hmm. The shadow and the light. Like, it has to come together. Mm-hmm. And, of course, without the shadow, you wouldn't even recognize the light. And yeah. without the light, you can't see the shadows so I think it's just such a beautiful way to like bring it all together and kind of integrating them all is it's gonna bring us to that level of wholeness that we're all looking for yeah but wholeness mm. ever evolving right like i still have so much to work oh my through. god same always <laughs> like it's never like and it would reach- be like a huge red flag if someone were to be like oh yeah i'm done yeah yeah um <laughs> yeah it's like what there's a lot of people here that are, like feel done i feel like if we are truly on this like we're on this earth right no one on this earth is done yeah it's done evolving there's no way Mm -hmm. until we reach like a christ consciousness or like a level of consciousness that surpasses this three dimension fifth sixth dimension Mm -hmm. you know you wouldn't be here yeah yeah this is literally earth school like yeah. You're here for a reason and we're never done growing yeah. until we're ready to move on, until your mission's accomplished and that's the day you get to like move on to the next evolution, like whatever that means for your soul, but yeah. legit if you're on this earth, we're not done. Yeah. We're always unless be- you unless you actually achieve enlightenment, like I don't know, Tibetan monks and like my teacher, like she's like going to get there in this lifetime. I and she doesn't say that. I just sense it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's you know, it's not like it's like not available. I, I think that it, I think that it is available. You think so? I think so. For some people, if it's, if it's their path. Yeah. Like, I, I do think that, but like you get like, you start your spiritual awakening and then you like think it's over and it's like, oh my God, <laughs> it's like <laughs> not. No. And like what you said about it being like, it's like so brutal to wake up. God, and it's lonely. Oh my God! It's yes. so lo- and especially <laughs> my heart's like <laughs> wide open for you right now. It's like 
I love it. No, it's it's legit. Like it's a lonely path. You and I think once you go through certain phases and then you fall into this like dark night of the soul or mm-hmm. this like deep dark, this mm-hmm. magic dark, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get there and you come back up, but then you keep going back and it always feels like you're so alone. And next, mm. I don't want to say that there's levels or whatever, but like as you grow, as your there's consciousness expands, there's layers. Mm-hmm. Thank you. As your con- consciousness expands, it feels like the lonelier it gets. Mm-hmm. Like I am. Well, there's so- less people there. <laughs> So true. I'm like, man, I want to do all of the self-work. I want my consciousness to be like Christ. Like, I want to be this elevated person. And then as I'm getting there, I'm like, dude, this is fucking, like, where, where is my community that yeah. I keep looking? Like, where is everyone? Yeah. So I think that it's also something to recognize that even though people are waking up as a collective, we still have so much, so much work to do. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, it's like this, it's like the paradox because the more you wake up and the deeper you go, the more connected to all that you are and the more, you know, the more you can adopt that, like, really, like, the mind of one, like, you are connected to everything. So, in one way, it's, like, really not lonely. Yeah. And then in another way, it's, like, your whole life blows up. Yeah. <laughs> like, and relationships change and... And, the, like, family. Oh, my God. Friends, and then you have to become friends. sovereign and, like, break away from your family role. Like, that's, yeah. like, a rite of passage, like, in awakening. And it's, um, it's, it can be brutal. But also, at the same time, it's, like, a good pain. It yeah. feels good it's to, cathartic. like, break that next level of, like, oof, I made it past this this mountaintop that yes. I've been working through. So I want to share a shamanic journeying experience and I'll have to come back and do an, another yeah, another, like solely shaman, shamanism and shamanic experiences. But so in one of my shamanic journeys, um, I guess I'll, I'll break down really quick. So we all live in the energetic realm. We have our energetic bodies where, it, you know, our highest self lives, mm-hmm. our, our best selves, the version of ourselves that is evolved. And I, again, I could go on for hours, but depending on how deep you want to go, we have all these parallel versions of us that live and exist in different forms and experience different things. If you can envision something, if you can think of something, it's probably happening in the past and the future in a different parallel universe. Like there's always, there's no um, time and space that is bound other than on like this three-dimensional plane and timeline that we currently live Mm. on. So when you go into the shamanic realm, you are in the energetic field. So when I journey, I'm currently only at the at the space where I journey for myself. And so I can go into my own energetic field. Mm-hmm. Actually, in two days will be the first time I journey for someone else. So that's wow. really exciting. Sign me out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I've been going into my own energetic field and doing a lot of soul retrieval. So soul mm-hmm. fragmentation is huge. We can do another epi- episode. We're going to have to, like, start a podcast. No, I just got chills. Um, so soul fragmentation... I'm so fascinated by that. ...is absolutely one of the most, like, horrendous things that that this life provides is our soul fragments and it stays behind with our trauma Mm. but soul retrieval is actually so beautiful and so rewarding and I think it's just part of the lessons that we're here to learn Mm -hmm. so I've been doing a lot of soul retrieval bringing back pieces of myself that were left behind when I was raped pieces of myself that were left behind when my dad left me Mm. pieces of myself that you know big t trauma like my mom abusing me things like that but then also little trauma like the the pieces of myself that were left behind with all of the people who have sexualized me over the years Mm -hmm. or the girls that bullied me at school or you know the one person that like threw a ball and it accidentally hit my face and I was embarrassed like all of these different soul fragments and the Nazis actually experienced with soul or experimented with soul fragmentation to see how much they could break someone down before they lost their identity because once you lose your identity you're pretty much susceptible to like whatever they want to you know tell you so you can essentially become a soldier without really knowing who you are and just kind of following orders again it's like a super deep dark rabbit hole I'm happy to take you on but I want to make sure that I'm, like, yeah. staying on topic here. So my one of my last shamanic journeys, one of the things that I got to experience was my main spirit guide. He, like, laid me down, and they were, like, praying on me. At this point, I've done several soul retrievals. I'm not saying I'm entirely whole and complete, but most of the big T traumas have come back. And mm-hmm. the little girls, the teenage, all of these pieces of me that had been lost are, like, reintegrated. Mm-hmm. And I got to this point where my body actually dissolves, my energetic body actually dissolved into the earth. And in the shamanic realm, everything is possible. Everything manifests itself in the shamanic realm, and then it translates over to our energetic body, in turn, our three-dimensional experience. 
And so things have been shifting in my three-dimensional experience as they have been shifting in my shamanic realm. Mm -hmm. Um, But this one particular instance, I was experiencing the sensations that I was that I was visualizing, that I was seeing, not visualizing, but that I was seeing and experiencing in the shamanic realm, I was actually physically feeling in this three-dimensional realm. It was like the craziest, I don't even know how to tell you, it feels like astral projection. Mm -hmm. And my body dissolved into nothingness. Mm -hmm. Like it was specks of air. It was specks of water. I was suddenly the earth. Mm -hmm. I was suddenly the trees. I was everything and nothing at once Mm. and it felt in my in my shamanic journey it felt like probably an hour Mm. in real like three-dimensional time I was probably like top 10 minutes like I you know it's so it's so hard to like gauge time but the way that it shifted I physically felt myself being everything and nothing at once. Mm. And when I started to come back, my um, spirit guides showed me how everything in the universe is like a giant spider web. <laughs> and so when one like section of it tugs or pulls, it tugs and pulls on other sections mm. that we don't even think about. So literally like the wing, there's like a, the whole butterfly wing effect. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that is so true where it's like this split decision, this one small thing could create this magnitude of ripple effects Mm -hmm. that affect so Mm -hmm. much else. Also, major disclaimer, the way that I do shamanic journeying is no drugs, no alcohol, Mm -hmm. no plant medicine, Mm -hmm. absolutely nothing because our consciousness has changed. It's elevated. We don't technically need these things anymore Mm -hmm. because we are able to reach this state through our own energetic field. Yes. And so I can I can explain on that a different day. Yeah. But I think we've covered so much today. Yes. Like, this is such a juicy episode. So I would love, if you're open to it, to do a different episode yeah. with more stuff. Absolutely. sit down and expand. But I think for today, we gave a lot and so much to be integrated. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. I, I love, I love what you just said. And we need to do another episode on that. But, like... That's exactly the way that I view plant medicine. Plant medicine helped me get to the place where I can access my own energetic body. Yeah. And my goal is to be able to expand my consciousness without it. Yeah. And just open the pathways and clear my vessel and clear the densities in my physical form. Um, and, and we're all shamans. Like, we're all yes. allowed. We're all meant to do shamanic journey. We're yes. all meant to get into our energy field yep. in this way. And yes. so... If I can do it, there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't be able absolutely. to. Um, especially, you know, because you're going through all of work, all of the work, you're doing all of the things mm-hmm. that need to be done first. Yes. But like grounding yourself firmly mm-hmm. in your essence and your power and your in your stronghold here on this earth mm-hmm. before you're like elevating into yeah. the next. So cool. The next. We have to do another Let's episode. Let's do it. <laughs> this is awesome. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tag us when you share this episode. Tag a friend. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. This was such a good conversation. I could literally talk to you forever. You guys can follow me at... On Instagram? Yeah, lovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelovelove